Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks postgame podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. Hawks win 2-1 to one in Nashville. Lucas Reichel and Joey Anderson are your goal scorers. We're going to break it all down. Thanks for joining us here on YouTube. Smash that like button for us. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube page. If you're listening to the podcast, hit that subscribe button. Or that follow button for us as well. And if you got some time, you know, 15, 20 seconds, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. We would greatly appreciate that. Jay Zawoski, Greg Boyson, Mario Tirabasi, we are all here. And, uh, you know, <laughs> we've been through a lot of these. And, uh, you know, just, just tend checking the temperature uh, before we got the show started. I'm sensing some pre-frustration from you guys about the tank panic. I'm welcoming it tonight. <laughs> panic away. I, I got no, There's nothing more I can say to make you feel better. All I know is that my beard feels very safe right now. Um, it's a, it's, if you are rooting for the tank, this is a tough one to watch. And it's the first thing that John Bouchagras said after the game when the postgame started. Jesus, Joey, take it easy. He goes, that's a bad win for the Hawks if you're a Hawks fan. Yeah, thanks, Look, John. I, I we 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 at least he didn't say chicken parm. Just as well, we can't come on here every night rooms. and and talk about, you know, don't worry about the tank, don't whatever. We can't keep saying, well, don't worry about these wins. They're gonna stop. They're gonna stop winning eventually. They're playing well, and that's kind of the thing. It's not like they're fluking in the wins or they're you know things are like things are just crazy happening. For they are earning victories. And I think it's fun to watch because these guys are the ultimate underdogs. But if you're rooting for the tank, which I know a lot of people are, the way they're playing has to be a concern for you. Yeah. If, you're, if you are uh, th- throwing all your eggs into the basket that is labeled Connor Bedard, um, you are ripping your hair out at this game. And look, like, if, if you want to be mad at Luke Richardson for doing a hell of a coaching job. If you want to be mad at <laughs> at the players for, for going out there and, and trying to win games, what they're paid to do yeah. is, is is play well and win hockey games. If you want to be mad at them for doing that, like, go go for it. Just don't yell at me in my DMs and in our, in our mentions. Yeah, we're not doing it. Like, I'm, I'm, at the, I'm at the point where I'm just <laughs> like, I, I, we've, we've literally said everything we can to talk people off the ledge. I, I'm no longer blocking the ledge. If you want to go off it, fine. Like, it's this team is, is doing what they're supposed to as a hockey team. And Kyle Davidson and this management team did everything they were supposed to yes. to put out the worst team possible. So at some point, the wires were supposed to, you know, connect point A to point B, and they haven't connected yet. And I don't know if they're going to. They're, they're three, three, and one since the trade deadline which is like eh okay like maybe too many wins right 3 6 and 1 over their last 10 more like it 8 6 and 1 in their last 15 it's too many not wins. not good <laughs> not that's not good so <laughs> look like if you want to if you want to you know 
be super mad, be worried. Uh, if you want to tweet me pictures of, of Will Smith, the hockey player, that's fine. I'd rather <laughs> see Will Smith, you know, the, the entertainer, entertainer yeah. and slapper. And uh, major league relief pitcher. Yeah, that's just sure. Former Brewer, uh, Will Smith. Like, yeah, I, I, I'm honestly, we're at game, what, 68? I think I'm out of words. I think yeah. I'm out of words there, for this team. Here's the thing. You said, if, you, you, you said, if all your eggs are in the Connor Bedard basket, it's not good for, well, here's, you know, we know whose basket or whose eggs aren't all in the Connor Bedard basket. It's Kyle Davidson. It's the Blackhawks front yeah. office. Yes, we want Connor Bedard. Everybody does, and it still may happen. Most of the people says who are complaining about the losses or the wins are the same people who tell us, well, just because you have the worst record, it doesn't guarantee you Connor Bedard right. anyway. So people are going to complain. People are going to be angstful no matter what happens. So it is what it is. I'm not going to sit here after every win and do this anymore. Yeah. I hope they pick freaking 11th now <laughs> let's not go that far because it doesn't matter like Libor Dvorsky come on down people are going to overreact no matter what and I'm tired of paying attention to it and acknowledging it so yes the Blackhawks here's something no matter what you, where you want the Blackhawks to pick in the draft and we all want them to get number one and if it doesn't happen you have the fifth rated prospect pool in yeah. the NHL before this draft and it's about to get better and you've got what, six picks in the first two rounds this year? Mm -hmm. It's going to be fine. Yeah. The tank isn't the, – the rebuild is not ruined if you don't get number one. And you have your coach. That's exactly where I was going. We have identified our coach mm -hmm. because if Luke Richardson can get this god-awful roster yeah. – and look at this roster Seriously. on paper. It's supposed to lose. But Luke Richardson has them playing way above – their talent and if he could do this with an AHL roster that's what he has right now essentially outside yeah. of four or five players most of this roster would be playing in the AHL if they were on 25 other teams if he's getting them to play like this imagine what he's going to do in two three seasons when all this young talent starts to show up yeah <laughs> The chat is just delightful. <laughs> we got half the chat just jumping off the cliff. We got Lebowski Five saying Richardson may be the best coach he in the might NHL. Be. Yeah, like, yeah. It's just, it is just absolute <laughs> chaos in the Hawks universe now. We got a bunch of super chats to get to, so let's get to them quick before I forget because I'm old and forgetful and some good ones. Foreign Empire says, here's a dollar so I can say Patrick Kane resigns. Okay. That was $2. Thank actually. you for that. Okay. Oh, he's got credit then. Let's remember that. There you go. We got a $5 super chat from Chris P, or as I call him, Crispy. He says, you can't be mad about this team. Luke Richardson has done an amazing job getting this locker room to battle together. I'm all here for it. Thank you, Chris. New face, by the way. I haven't seen yeah. Chris in the chat before, unless it's just a new picture. It could be a new picture. And a $10 super chat from Steven, who says, does the play of this group convince Bettman to, quote, arrange the Hawks get the second overall draft pick? Sure. <laughs> sure. Yeah, Why not? I don't know what that means, but okay. I'll yeah. take it. I'll take I'll take it. Well, that's the thing. And I think they're going to win more games this year, whatever. And I think the conversation starts to become they could still get Connor Bedard. But you guys are right. The Blackhawks rebuild is not hinged on Connor Bedard. It would be nice. It would accelerate things. But it's not. Even if it's Mitchkov, even if it's Carlson, even if it's Will Smith or someone down the, down the line a little bit, yeah. the rebuild is still fully intact and moving in the right direction. Like, everything we're seeing from this team is positive. Everything. Yeah. And, and no, unless, you're, unless you are a live-and-die-with-the-tank person. But let's look at what Kyle Davidson has done. You trade Patrick Kane, you trade Jake McCabe, you trade Sam Lafferty, you trade Max Domi, you bring in a bunch of guys who a lot of people haven't heard of before. Mm -hmm. Joey Anderson has been one of the best Blackhawks over the last five games. Well, he's been great. The line of Kachuk and Kara has been really good. You've got Nikita Zaitsev in a lineup. Someone mentioned in the chat, you almost end the game with a shutout. He's hitting people all over the place. Mm -hmm. These are rejects. 
from winning teams. And while at the time they may have felt like, oh, well, that guy's just a throw in to us, just like we did about Taylor Radish and Boris Kachuk and even when the Sam Lafferty deal was made, I was like, all right, they just want to get rid of Nylander and give somebody else a look. Yeah. A lot of these, what? Even, even like the guys he brought in, that we were like, oh, that's a tank signing. Alex Stalock has been outstanding. He's been their best goalie this season. Peter Mrazek's been better well, lately. This last run of five, six games, whatever it's been. The goaltending of Alex Stalock and Peter Mrazek were supposed yes. to be the, the last line of defense in the tank or the last hole in the defense in the tank. <laughs> they were supposed to be the weakness on this team, and they've been the strength of this team for the last five games. Yeah. So, again, you can't predict these things. This team was set up to be the worst in the league. Still might. Still time. Yes. But you just can't predict Alex Stalock having a career year after pretty much not playing for an entire year yeah. and a half. You yeah. can't predict, you know, Peter Mrazek going on a, a, an amazing run before his groin fall, fell off, which you can predict. <laughs> <laughs> because that will happen every 15 coming. games. It was coming. But you just, you know, you can't predict trading away Jake McCabe and Sam Lafferty and then getting Joey Anderson in a lineup who has outproduced Sam Lafferty since he's been at Toronto. You can't yeah. predict these things. You set yourself up to get to a certain spot. It's not exactly working out the way it is supposed to, but it's not the end of the world. Somebody said earlier in the in the tank or in the chat, if your rebuild is based solely on Connor Bedard and nothing else, you're the Edmonton Oilers. Right. So yep. let's just let it play out. Let's not freak out after every win, every loss. We got a team that's you know, hey, this team is playing harder than it has in five well, or six you years. You know what? Though? And because of that, we spent the first, you know, 10 minutes of the show, whatever it is, acknowledging the tank outcome. Now let's actually give the guys on this team that are playing this hard the attention they deserve. Absolutely. Because they absolutely do. And I think the conversation tonight starts with Alex Stalock, who was terrific again, made several high danger saves was entertaining as hell again throwing the stick Full leaving the net it was the <laughs> checking up up the dasher board yes. like yeah. dude was everywhere it was the had full to, on Alex had to face a penalty shot for the second straight game and for the second straight game there was actually didn't, no shot didn't yes. face the shot it's crazy <laughs> it's just it, what a, you know he's it, such a fun player to watch i just i and and look i know when when patrick kane went away a lot of people were upset and whatever. This team, and maybe it's, I don't want to put it on, it's not, to be clear, I'm not putting it on Patrick Kane. No, nah, you're but putting I think it on Patrick Kane. Totally the, well, no, I'm not. I, what I'm saying is <laughs> the deadline being over and all the drama surrounding it, everybody is finally relaxed and they can just play hockey yeah. and not be asked about the deadline and Patrick Kane and Max Domi and this and that after every single game and after every single practice now you've got some guys who feel like everyone thinks we suck everyone thinks we're the worst roster in hockey let's show them what we can do they just beat the hell out of the bruins they just beat nashville they're playing very very well you went over the numbers and i do think part of this is like a new set of leaders now has the ability to step up and be vocal, and you're seeing guys like Stalock, guys like Dickinson, uh, guys like Tenorti taking a different role. And I'm not saying that their leadership is different or better, but I think when you have a group of misfits, like the island of misfit toys, you know <laughs> what I mean? When you when you see more of yourself in a guy like that, it can resonate a little bit more. Yeah, it's like the Wayne Gretzky coaching thing. Like, hey, go out there and score seventy goals. What's wrong with you? Right. Like. Yeah, but a guy like Luke Richardson can look at this roster and say, I know what it's like to be a player like you, Jared Tenorti, mm -hmm. Connor Murphy. You know, like he players can relate to that. They all relate to each other because they're all kind of in the same boat. And I think you grow some camaraderie that way. And what you're seeing from this team is dudes playing for each other. Yeah. And that is meaningful and it matters. They're they're bonded in their misfittery. Right. 
and and you know what it's i think to the point of of not having the quote unquote star players in the locker room it also translates translates on the ice like they're they're playing a different way and the puck doesn't need to have a magnet in it towards the sticks of Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taze and Max Domi like it's it can be distributed differently it can be moved differently they're they're playing a, a simple style of hockey which is becoming effective because you have all these you have all these guys that none of them are superstars super flashy like Lucas Reichel probably has like the best raw skill set on this team yeah. and he's not being asked to be like hey go be uh Patrick Kane Jr. out there like he's he's out there playing his own style of 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 game within the system, which is simple, which allows that style to flourish. And I think when you have that simplicity with these players, a lot of whom are now just gelling together, it can be, it can be effective when guys stay within that system and, and you don't have to deviate too far from it. And I, you know, Reichel had a, a really, another solid effort. He gets rewarded with a fluky goal that ends up being the winner. Um, but, you know, you, you start to see those plays out of him. That's another another guy who stood out tonight was 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 Reichel. Yeah. The, the stretch pass to Athanasiu was a backhander from the opposite blue line and hit him, you know, basically in stride for a breakaway attempt. It didn't get converge because it was Andres Athanasiu. But he got shot off the, the, the setup was <laughs> the setup was great. And it's a, it's a small play that that you know, he's, he's out there able to make and has the confidence to make. So it's all of that piecing together is why this team continues to have these performances because it's guys that are not checked out and it's guys that are all in the same boat for the, for the majority of, of the roster where they're, they're playing for an opportunity either here next year or, or elsewhere. And yeah, I think that there's a lot that can be said to the, the, the bond that that creates in the locker room and, and how it translates on the ice. Again, if, if you're hoping for the tank, you, you don't care about that. Right. But I think if you, which if is you, fine, but which is fine. Yeah. Fan how you want. Um, but that can be traced back to, you know, the coaching staff and, and Luke Richardson. And look, I saw Ben Pope put out a, uh, a poll on Twitter. I think it was earlier today. Uh, because of a divide in the fan base, would you rather have had Colleton this whole time? Oh God! And 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 basically lock in the best odds for Bedard, or would you be picking fourth or fifth? But you have Richardson, and it was split down the middle. Come on! And I just want to say that if this team had Colleton all of last season and this season, one, you don't guarantee the opportunity that Luke Richardson is still around. Yep. And two, you have zero foundation for when Connor Bedard would get here. And you become, like you said, the Edmonton Oilers, trying to figure everything out when your generational superstar is here, which is a very tough thing to do. And if you, if you go out and you have the best odds in the, in the draft lottery, you get the first overall pick, you get Connor Bedard, then you hike Colleton out of here because you don't, if you're a smart person, you wouldn't have wanted him anywhere near Bedard. Oh God! For his development, <laughs> uh, then you're you're starting Bedard with with like no no foundation of a rebuild, right? And you're you're literally putting everything on his back, and then you have Connor McDavid. Now, great in Edmonton, great. He's done amazingly individually. They have a, a good team now, but it's seven eight years into his career that now it's like you know what they can they can contend for a cup, and with Bedard, you want him going into a situation where a foundation is there. And sure, if you have Richardson, you get the fourth pick, you don't get Bedard, that's fine. Because, or that can be fine. Because if you check off more than one box, like yeah, Connor Bedard, huge, huge box to check. But if you check off coach, prospect foundation, culture in the locker, if you check all those things off before you get the big one, then it's like, it's... It's, you can almost equate it to it's not going to have the same gravity, but it's kind of like Marion Hosa coming here in, in 2009. It's, it's something that puts you over the hump to get you to the next level. Right. And I think if you have those small checkboxes done, when that big one can get here, 
then it just puts you to a whole nother level. It's ex- that's how you accelerate a rebuild. And I don't know. I just, yeah, and ju- I mean, just, I just think having those check boxes checked off. If you're not going to have the big one done, you got to have those little ones. Otherwise, otherwise you're stuck. Let's even pretend like the counting thing is like, that's absurdity. And I know what, I know why Ben, not a criticism of Ben, but it was so bad. It was so bad that you couldn't, ju- like, there's no way you could justify we would, it. No, I, I, yeah. But let's say that, that Kyle Davidson did what we kind of were like, eh, why not? Derek King. Yeah. Okay. Maybe Derek King has his team a little bit worse than Luke Richardson does. Because let's face it, they're still pretty bad. So maybe three fewer wins, which would maybe have them at the top or second in tank standings. Okay. But you don't know. Right, you're still probably not sure what you have in Derek King. You don't know what you've gotten because the roster is still the NHL roster is still a big question mark. Yeah, like for the most part, the prospects are filling in nicely. You can project three, four years down the road, but in terms of this year, next year, maybe the next year after that, you're not so sure. But to know you've got the dude leading it makes such a difference. And we talk about. Connor Bedard's arrival potentially accelerating the rebuild. How about having a coach that knows what the F he's doing accelerating the rebuild? That's a factor, too. You say, okay, well, maybe I was a little bit afraid of putting a guy like an NHL-ready Kevin Korchinski or an NHL-ready Lucas Reichel or whoever with a less effective coach. But now, knowing that Kevin Korchinski or someone could be in the hands of Luke Richardson. Maybe now Kyle Davidson is less concerned about stunting development or putting a kid in a bad situation because he knows he's got the head coach that can handle it and that can put guys in, in, in positions to succeed. And that, just like Connor Bedard can strip time off the rebuild, so can having an, a very good head coach with a good hot on his shoulders that never gets too hot, never gets too cold, seems to have a logical approach to everything he does, uses the uh, the group mentality where they all, all of his coaches get together. They work together. It's not me and them like it was the last GM. Mm-hmm. Or the last GM was actually me and then another guy and then everybody else, and it was all mixed up and everybody was backstabbing each other. Yeah, You've got a coherent unit of coaches, of management, and those two units are together, and now you've got that all building this NHL roster. And the fact that Luke Richardson is at the helm of this, if they said Kevin Korchinski plays from game one to game 82 next season, I'd feel fine about it because I know he's in the hands of a competent coach. Yep. And that makes a huge difference, and that can speed up a rebuild. Yeah. Yeah. It's – yeah, it, it – the, the Luke Richardson effect – and the development and the building of the prospect pools that all coincides together, regardless if it's Counter Brigard or if it's Adam Fantilli or Leo Carlson or any of these guys, they're going to slot in in a system that's working and that's getting better. And these guys aren't going to get here and be lost. Yeah, I mean, just look at Lucas Reichel this year. We we started talking about him in tonight's game. Another great game from him. This is a kid that's playing with the confidence and swagger that he's had in Rockford the past two seasons, but we never we didn't see it up here at all last year. Yeah, right. Saw that flashes in that three games stint he was in before they sent him back. He had the little bit he had the puck luck on the goal tonight, but for whatever reason, when players are playing at the top of the game, they get those types of goals. Like they they the the, the they get those types of breaks. Well, when you're still searching for that first NHL goal, you, you miss the wide open net, so you, the goalie makes the great save, or you hit the crossbar and the post. He gets a little luck. But he made that luck because he was coming in on a two-on rush and, and went for the pass. You mentioned the pass he made uh, to Athens and CU to spring him on that breakaway, which we were laughing because I believe it was Dominic Moore. Um, Pretty good, by the way. Yeah, he he says about Andres Anthony CU. The one thing about him is his speed, and he kept talking. And we were all like, "You could have stopped right there. <laughs> you didn't need to have anything of that." But what is impressed me tonight 
specifically about Reichel is how he's playing when he doesn't have the puck. Yeah. And he said that those were the things he needed to learn in Rockford, that I need to be better with other things. He had he had a, he had a takeaway. He had two block shots. He was credited with a hit. He was even mixed, getting in a couple of board battles early in the game. I don't think he won either one of them, but that doesn't matter. He's still doing those things. Eventually, those things will start paying off. And he's he's played very well defensively too. Like he's not lost in the defensive zone. So many times you see these young, talented offensive players come up, and they have no interest in playing defense, and they look scared when they're in a defensive zone. That's the last place in the world they want to be. It's not the case with Lucas Reichel. So Kyle Davidson obviously does not want to repeat the sins of the past regime when it comes to development. I know we were frustrated. A lot of people wanted Lucas Reichel here from day one, and why isn't he here, and and all that outrage, which was justified, but it's paying off all that time in Rockford. Where do you think he's learned you know, how to be a more complete player, how to be a 200-foot player, what to do away from the puck. He's picked that up in all those extra AHL games. It's paying off. We're seeing it. There's, We had a lot of question marks about him uh, coming into the season, and I think most of those questions, if not all, have been answered. He keeps playing like this. He's an NHL player. Not only is he an NHL player, but he's going to be a very good NHL player, and that's something to hang our hats on going forward as, you know, we let these crazy last few games play out. But one of the questions, biggest questions we had in training camp was, what are we going to know about Lucas Reichel at the end of this season? Is he going to be part, is he really going to be part of this rebuild, this future? And I think we've got the answer to that question. Oh, definitely. And, and again, that's whatever day it was last week at practice when, Richardson specifically pointed out a moment from Reichel, a coaching moment where every coach on the bench was chomping at the bit to tell him the same thing. Yeah. Right? Like, hey, you can't do that in that situation. And he said Reichel came to the bench and was all red in the face knowing that he was going to hear it about that. And guess what? When you hear it from every coach and it's productive and not some jag like uh, John Tortorella benching you or sending your ass back to Rockford and giving you a teaching moment. Mm-hmm. You won't make that mistake again. And then, you, it, and then, not to, whatever. If that was Joel Quenville, Lucas Reichel is stabled at a bench the rest of the game. Yeah. Richardson and Cruz say, don't do that next time. All right, get back out there. Little things. Those yeah. little things, when it comes to development, add up. Instead of sapping a kid's confidence, they say, no, no, no. The slap and tickle, right? It's like you do it with a puppy. No. Okay, now sit. Here's a treat. Mm-hmm. Right, I'm, I got some practice with that lately. <laughs> um, you know, like it, that's that's what it is. And, yeah. and as you develop these kids, you can't. It can't just be punishment and fear. It's got to be a constructive development. We are way behind on a break. <laughs> Mario's going to tell you about game time. I'm going to tell you where to play some wagers, and then we're going to get to our four stars of the game and our king of the game, and get back to this game that the Hawks won two one over the Predators. Yeah, game time. Who? Uh, it is the hottest new ticketing site that is making it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sporting events, concerts, and shows. Anything you'd ever want to see, uh, Game Time has tickets for you at an affordable price. You ever dreamed of sitting in a seat you never thought you could, like the 50-yard line or courtside or right behind home plate? Well, it's possible with the Game Time app. The biggest last-minute price drops can be found on the seats you thought you never could buy. You're not going to find a better better deal this year on Blackhawks tickets, and there are six more home games before the end of this season. So get your tickets while they last. Uh, get your chance, last final chances to see Boris Kachuk and Joey Anderson this season. Uh, Use game time. You're going to get the best seats in the house at the best prices. Created by the fans for the fans, and they guarantee the low price. So if you find uh, the same tickets on a different site for a lower price, you can bring it to game time, and they will match that price. That is how much they care about making sure that you get the best deal through them. If you love CHGO, you're going to love game time. The best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description when you do that, you're going to be joining over 15 million people who have downloaded the Game Time app and are scoring the best seats to all of your favorite events. Yes, and reminder that DraftKings Sportsbook is the official sports betting partner of CHGO and All City. 
You had a big thing going tonight. You almost hit it too. I almost did. I almost did. I took a long shot tonight. I did a three-leg parlay. Blackhawks to lead after the first period. Check. A Joy Anderson goal. Check. And a Kiefer Sherwood goal. Pudwack. Who had come in with goals in his last two. Yeah. Had Kiefer Sherwood, whoever the hell he is, <laughs> lived up to his end, end of the bargain, I would have won uh, a 5500 plus $5,500. Wow. Like, I bet $2 on it. I would have won $112 on my $2. That's one awesome. Kiefer Sherwood goal away. So yeah. when 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 Roman Yossi scored, Greg goes, "That wasn't Kiefer Sherwood." <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's the fun of those same game parlays. NBA fan, they've got the no sweat. NBA, NBA same game parlays. Major League Baseball starts in what two weeks? Opening day is two weeks from today. Pretty soon. Wow. That's crazy and awesome at the same time. Uh, so get those uh, preseason wagers in. Home run leaders, Cy Young winners division winners, all those sort of things. You can even start placing your NFL futures, too. I saw some people jumping in oh. on the Jets yesterday sure. to win the AFC when Aaron Rodgers you know, uh, signed up. If you're, if you're making that bet, just send that money directly to me. <laughs> I'll put better use We're to trying it. to sell the app. You can place that bet. I'll and you place can bet better bets on my app with your money <laughs> than you betting on Aaron Rodgers. And the safest bet in town, the Bears to win the Super Bowl. Bears. My friends, jump on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, download it now, and sign up with the code CHGO. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Ooh, my voice cracked. I was very excited nice. about that. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA with code CHGO. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. And speaking of DraftKings, it is time for our DraftKings King of the Game. And it is, among the many candidates, Alex Stalock, who stopped 35 of 36 Nashville shots. That is a 972 save percentage. He made 35 saves and faced a penalty shot in the third consecutive game. That is crazy. I just saw Ben Pope say that. Yeah. Dylan Larkin, David Pasternak, and uh, Matt oh, wow. Duchesne. I forgot about the Dylan Larkin. Stopped yeah. all mm-hmm. three of them. Dylan Larkin, did he get a shot off? I, I think remember. he actually got a he shot. He did get a shot uh, off. Yeah. Congratulations, so One out of three Larkin. actual shots made <laughs> yeah. it to him, but still 100% in the book. All right. The, uh, let's get to our uh, four stars of the game as well. Number three star of the game went to Lucas Reichel. He had a goal, plus one, 15-11 of ice time, three shots on goal, two more shot attempts, and two block shots. Look at that. Uh, Juicy Soros. I call him Juicy because he is. Hey, he stopped uh, 19 of 21 Blackhawk shots in the loss, and your number one star of the game goes to our king of the game, Alex Daylock, again, stopping 35 of 36 Nashville shots on goal. Uh, my four star of the game is going to someone we had a we had to fight for the rights to claim this player, Boris Kachuk. He had an assist, <laughs> seventeen thirty of ice time. Listen to this: three shots on goal, eight more shot attempts, a hit, and a block shot, and won one hundred percent of his one faceoffs. Beautiful, Boris Kachuk. Hall of Fame numbers, right there, my friend. He was fantastic. I wrote about him. You'll read it in the uh, Three Hawks hits. After the game, he has been tremendous, as has that line of Joey Anderson and Jujar Kara. They had to combine seven points against Boston. Man, they're playing great, and Boris Kachuk uh, rattled one off the post tonight, too. A rocket that just hit the post, so could have had a goal very, very easily. Boris Kachuk was great, and when we talk about, you know, advanced stats and the evolution of advanced stats and all those things, there is not an advanced stat for confidence and we are seeing a guy for the first time this season, really, yeah. playing with confidence and getting results. Good for him. Yep. Yeah, that whole fourth line has been playing great. Yep. yep. I don't. Oh. I was gonna say, speaking of advanced stats, blue line, uh, big blue yes. line, Boris, big giant blue line, Boris Kachuk, yeah. uh, biggest blue line of the night. Congratulations, but also, Mrs. Kachuk. This, <laughs> this uh, coming from Natural Stat Trick, uh, individual expected goals uh, tonight, one point three one. Boris Kachuk. Wow. Second place on the Blackhawks was, as my screen how many I expected is, to score the whole season. Lucas Reichel at 0. 0.42. 
So quite the gap between uh, Kachuk and Reichel tonight. Kachuk also ha- led the team in individual scoring chances created with seven. Reichel second with four. I mean, Reichel big blue line too. Yeah, Reichel had a uh, Reichel had a great game. Yeah, I don't know what whatever's gotten in the Boris Kachuk's uh, breakfast cereal. He needs to keep keep it coming. Doing Look, it. we He's we've talked about the, we've talked about this, and I and I know people don't hear every show, so I want I want to restate it. We have been in practices where they're just skating around, firing at the empty net, warming up, and we've seen him whiff. We've seen him miss wide open nets, and he will just look up to the sky like, "What the hell is wrong with me?" That guy's body language was terrible for a long stretch of the season. Yeah. And, again, I think we're all sort of programmed to forget these guys are human. I'm happy for him. I'm happy that he's finding yeah. success and, you know, and, and, and experiencing some, some happiness at the end of the year. So next year, maybe he starts feeling better instead of having an offseason where he's down on himself, feeling like crap. He's like, all right, at least I finished strong. Now I can come into the next season with a with a fresh approach and a, and feeling good about things instead of bad. I'm really happy for the guy. Yep, good for him. It's good to see yeah. uh, him finishing on a strong note. Uh, I'm going to give my fourth star to one of his line mates on that very uh, effective fourth line, best fourth line in the league, my friends. Uh, <laughs> becoming a regular to this segment, Joey Anderson Hey-o. scored a goal, uh, his second goal in as many nights. He's now got uh, five points in his ten games with the Blackhawks. Three goals, a pair of assists uh, to go along with his goal. And that he had two shots on goal, six total shot attempts, two takeaways, and a hit. Uh, another one of these guys that from, you know, the, the, the cloth of Taylor Radish, Sam Lafferty, Guys that weren't getting chances where they're at. No yep. way Joey Anderson was going to get uh, this type of opportunity in uh, in Toronto with that stacked Maple Leafs roster. He comes here, and he's been super effective. And I've got a little bit of pop culture stuff that I learned last night. Oh. Uh, we do the we do the uh, blossom woe sound effect when we <laughs> when we talk about Joey Anderson. Yes, I learned last night that Joey Lawrence. Little brother Matthew Lawrence, or yes. just a younger brother, is dating Chili from TLC. All right, How about yeah. that? way to go, Matthew Lawrence. Good for him, and she's like ten years older than him that's too. Right. So yeah, hey, though that's the weird pop culture stuff that gets stuck in my head, and I just have to yeah, spit it Chili out. Still there, looks good. By there the way. you go. Hey, Rosanda Thomas. Good for him. Way to go Good for him. It's the things you learn on the fourth star of the game segment. <laughs> yes. Uh, my fourth star of the game is not dating a member of TLC. Not oh. yet. Not that I know of, at least. Uh, but it was Seth Jones. He had a pretty good game tonight. Uh, I believe led the team in time on ice, 24 minutes and 33 seconds. Uh, an off night for him. Uh, he had uh, two shots on goal, two blocks in that 24-33 tonight. Uh, him and Caleb... Like they are, that is not your typical top pairing. But since they've been put together after the McCabe trade, they've been totally fine. Yeah. And, and I think some to, chemistry somehow. Yeah, somehow. Yes, <laughs> yeah. uh, it's the first time they've ever played together. They've been uh, they've they've been good as a pairing, and I think you know all season, Seth Jones has been he's been improving, and when he was paired with with Jake McCabe. That's when we saw a, a, a jump up. And then after the All-Star break and, and getting, getting the, the All-Star nod, that was another jump up for him. And, and I think it's taken some time uh, for him in his Blackhawks tenure to get to this point. But I think what we're seeing is now a, a Seth Jones that is a little bit more comfortable in Chicago, a little bit more established. He's now one of the top voices, yep. if not the uh, arguably the top voice in the locker room right now. Um, so it's 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 a position he hasn't been in since he's been with this team, and I think he's playing with a confidence level that he hasn't had in basically two seasons. So I, you continuously are, are seeing good games from him uh, down the stretch, and I, I think there's just been different, different points in this season where things have elevated for him, and, and that's what you want to see. It's, it's the, the elevation of prospects and also the elevation of nhl caliber players your top your top players seeing them elevate as well is is again i I don't want to make this the the coaching show 
where we, you know, heap praise on the coaches for everything. But it's it's part of it. Getting a guy like Seth Jones to to feel like he's improving uh, and and be able to to get to that point. Part of it is 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 the coaching. Part of it is this is the change in system, the simplicity, and putting guys in the right position to succeed. Putting a guy like McKay with Jones, so where he doesn't have to be every do everything power play penalty kill two hundred foot all the time yep. thirty minutes a night. He can go and have a little bit more freedom offensively because he has a guy defensively that's gonna that's gonna work with him, and then also putting him with Seth like or. Uh, Seth and Caleb together, yeah. like obviously they know how to play together uh, with with each other, and it's just it's it's worked. I think with Caleb and the improvement we're seeing from him, and we could still debate if he's a part of the long term rebuild or not. I I think he's played well enough to possibly come back again next year. Agree. You know, uh, th- I think the biggest difference in him that we're seeing last year was up and down. This year was kind of up and down at the beginning, but. It's been a steady progression, and now it's kind of leveled off to like, okay, we're seeing more consistency from him. A lot of that has to do with the fact for the first time in his NHL career, he's got a coaching staff that trusts him and lets him just go out there and make his mistakes, learn from his mistakes, hopefully not repeat them as often as he was earlier this season in his career. goes a long way for these, these guys, and, you know, it's good to see. And a lot of that has to do with, you know, Luke Richardson really doesn't haven't had much of a choice but to trust Caleb Jones this year. Right, yeah. You know, the, the, uh, there wasn't help coming. They weren't going to let any of the young guys in Rockford really come up and play much significant time unless they had to. Um, so he he's taken advantage of it. I you know, and I I know Caleb Jones was the you know the scapegoat for a lot of the things going wrong with the Hawks early in the year, and I I never really thought that was fair. Um, Another guy who got more of an opportunity here than he did in Edmonton. That's for damn sure. And now that he he didn't get much coaching last year, even when Derek King took over, he said, remember he told us, he like walked into like a dumpster fire mm-hmm. and everybody was broken and everything was screwed. And basically the mindset was get these guys to the finish line. Let's get the season over with and let's start fresh in the off season. Now you bring in Kevin Dean and you bring in Luke Richardson and they, and he can work with two long-time NHL defenseman that can tell him specifically how to improve his game as opposed to Jeremy Cowton saying, chase this guy around and play man-to-man and be this and that. No. Here's how to simplify your game. Here's how to make your game more effective. And it's not going to happen one night or in one week or in a month. But over the course of this year, I don't think there's anybody who can watch Caleb Jones' play and say that he's not gotten significantly better as the year's gone on. Yeah. And for a guy's a one-year deal, $1.35 million, 25 years old we still think of ian mitchell is young he's 24 yeah I like mean, it's you know what i mean like caleb jones is not old by any means i guess it, i guess it's going to depend on on how kyle davidson wants to handle the defense because you do have young guys that need to start playing your isaac phillips your your alex vlasic who is spending the entire year in rockford yeah there hasn't even been a sniff of him coming up here this Which year i think is odd but we can get to another day but he, but He's been he's not been very offensive in Rockford, but he leads the team as a plus eleven as a rookie defenseman in the AHL. I mean, you know, plus minus is a eh, kind it's of stat. Though. It's a team yeah. stat more than an individual. But to be a rookie defenseman and the lead your entire team on plus minus, that just shows you that you're you're doing your job. Yeah, plus minus as a defenseman, I think, carries a little bit more weight. A little bit, yeah. A little well, I mean, we looked at Jake McCabe, who was like the only positive hawk at all. Right. right. Yeah. And like that that tracks with what we're watching. Right. Yeah, so there's, there's so it, I think with Caleb, people are going to say, well, you're taking away playing time from one of these young kids. And you may or may not be wrong. You know, a guy like Jared Tenorti is another guy that I – Luke Richardson loves Jared Tenorti. Yeah. I mean, he's wearing the freaking A on his jersey. So, like – the way he talks about Tenorti after games and after practices, I think Luke Richardson sees a lot of himself in Jared Tenorti. Absolutely. And so it's going to, you know, they're going to have to make some decisions on how they want to build that roster for next year. We, we've we talked many times that it's not going to be a roster built to to necessarily compete, be competitive, but not compete. 
So we'll see what happens. But if they bring back Caleb Jones for another year, I don't have a problem with it right now. He's he's and earned it, it. Yeah, and if someone calls up and earns a job, then you got people you can trade. Right. Yeah. And you get some more assets. It's fine. That's yeah. Why there's again money's not a concern. He's here with his brother. Why the hell not? Uh, and and seems like a good dude too. Yeah. Uh, we got a bunch of super chats we got to get to real quick here. And there's another question I want to get to uh, later on. We got one here from Alan, who says, "Hey dudes." Uh, great work. Any news on Taves from your observations being around the team? Um, he is around. He's been around. He's been at the games. Off it feels ice. like the other day Luke Richardson kind of like put the stop sign on he him, potentially skated. returning soon. He hasn't skated yet, and yeah. he Luke Richardson kind of said he's working out on his own off the ice, but he's not ready to skate yet. And they was asked, well, when does he need to start skating to see if he's actually going to play? And it's kind of like, probably soon so mm -hmm. it's not sounding like anything's gonna happen i don't think he's gonna get one day of practice and they'll throw him out there for that last game against philly oh. i i said it when he when this news came out that i think he's played his last game as a blackhawk maybe in the nhl and i'm still leaning that way yeah uh he's he's hanging around the team um he you know we've seen him uh, uh walk in the halls after the after games um, so he's, you know, he's around the UC, he's around the locker room, off ice workouts. Um, I don't know. I, I, I think this is now the second time that, uh, these, these symptoms he's dealing with, with, uh, his, uh, chronic immune response syndrome and, uh, long COVID that he's dealing with. This is the second time it's pulled him off the ice for, let's call it significant time. Yeah. For for Tay's standards, this is a significant time. You missed the whole season, right? You you've he's now been out what since the All Star break? That's a, a month and a half. Yeah, like that's significant time. Um, I don't know. I, I I don't want to speculate about his health and about his mindset or anything like that. Um, but just speaking personally, I would love to see him come back for more than just the final game of the season. Because that means that his body has responded to be healthy enough to get back on the ice. Yeah. Um, I, ju I just don't know if that's going to be a possibility. And honestly, if, if it is, uh, it, I feel like if he's, if he's back for the final game of the season, it's just because he wants to be out there for the final game of the it's season. Because it's, it's likely his last game at the UC. Yeah. I would imagine And so. that's going to feel really weird. Yeah. It's going to suck. Because it's, yeah. Because it just it, if that's the situation, uh, to me it's it without saying it, it's gonna feel like he's only doing this to get into this game, and he might, I, I don't know, he it it, it might look very weird. It might be a, a the most un Jonathan Tays game that we've seen. I I don't I don't know. Again, I I it's it's a lot up in the air. It's his own health. Uh, and he has to he has to listen to his body, um, but it just this is the second time that this has happened. It's there's four weeks left to the season. If he's not skating in another week or two, if he's not skating within the next ten days, it's not happening. Yeah, it doesn't seem that way. And I don't think it's I just don't think it's it's happening. And I I don't want just the let's go back out there so you could take the opening face off and wave to the crowd and. Tip your hat at the end. That's just, I don't know. It doesn't I, strike me as something Taze would really want. I know. Either. And I just, it would seem like a kind of, a, it's, to me that would be if he rushes back for just that last game, it's because he knows it's his last game. Right. Yeah. To where if he says, um, you know what, I'm going to give it a shot and we'll see it. I'm going to take the full off season. We'll see where I stand next fall as I sign with the Winnipeg Jets. Oh, God. <laughs> he has to. It's where he's from. It's his hometown. They're only allowed the to play for your hometown team. Yeah. Yep. All right, we got some super chats to get to, and then we're going to do our tank standings and stuff. We got uh, Chris P. again. Says, I've been here lurking. Keep up the great streams. Love it. Thank you, Chris. Uh, Grantinov. Sorry, Grant. Uh, says, uh, forget the tank. This is fun to watch. <laughs> I'm all in on the wins. And another five bucks from him says, I would take Luke Richardson over Bedard right now, given a choice. That's a different question. <laughs> it's not Richardson... And the fifth pick, or Colleton and Bedard. It's if you're saying Richardson or Bedard, I, I think you go. With, you, I think you have to go with Bedard. Can I have them both? But uh, hey, you could. 
in the real world, you might be able to. Screw that. I'm taking Luke. I'm going down with Luke. What? Uh, with? A uh, couple, uh, couple other chats I wanted to get to, Joey. Uh, if you want to search in there, type in B-E-D-N-A-R, and that'll, that'll show up at a result we're looking for. I mean, that, hold on. Yeah, so B- I didn't even know you could search. Yeah, B-E-D. Wow. Yeah, we're just, we're, we're learning on the N-A-R. fly. There you go, wow. Adam. Wow. Adam's I comment mean, that says. that is just a game-changing. <laughs> yeah. Steven can teach have. you some Look stuff, man. Come on. Uh, Adam says, is it just me, or is there a comparison between Richardson now and Jared Bednar with the 2016-17 Avs? Did we find the guy who can take us to the cup, or is this a Savard before Quenville situation? Uh, it's not a Savard situation. No, Savard no. was a Savard was a PR hire. It was yes, it was a it was a figurehead. It was, a, it was a John McDonough. How can we sell tickets higher? Yes, this is not that. Now, is Luke Richardson going to lead the Hawks to a Stanley Cup? I don't know the answer to that, but if you were to put him at the helm of a Cup playoff team right now, would you say, let's say you make him the head coach of the Maple Leafs? Does he advance? Does he help their chances of winning a Stanley Cup? Maybe. Doesn't hurt him, in my opinion. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Kyle Davidson hired him to be the coach for when this team is ready to compete again. That that was was the goal. So He didn't want to hire a placeholder coach. He wanted to hire the coach that is the guy that is behind the bench at the other side of this rebuild. And through 75% of year one, I think he's found it. Yep. And it's change. Yeah. Not putting him in the Hall of Fame just yet. The other thing to search is Calder. C-A-L-D-E-R. Calder Cup. Kyle There you Calder. go. This is from Lebowski. He says, I had this dreadful thought while watching this game. Reiko and Kurashev are the most talented players on this roster. What if they are just this team's version of Arneson, Bell, and Calder? So I was actually thinking about that with Taylor Radish today. Mm. Because <laughs> someone has to score. Yeah. There's going to be goals scored. Someone has to put them in a net. And I think that was kind of the case with Arneson, Bell, and Calder. Now, two of those guys had some off-ice problems that hurt their career. Kyle Calder. Yeah, Kyle Calder went on and played some decent hockey afterwards. Um, So I think Arneson and Bell were their own worst enemies. But they had talent. They they certainly had talent. So I I don't think that they should just be written off as, like, a punchline to the bad years. Mm -hmm. They were the best players on bad teams. But they were a good team. On a, on a winning team, that's a third line. That's a really good sure. third line. By the way, a uh, very, very uh, appropriate day for Lebowski to bring up the Arneson Bell Calder line. Today is Tyler Arneson's birthday. Hey. Happy he birthday. Is, uh, celebrating his uh, Wyatt Kaiser birth- birthday. Hey! 44. 44. We are wow. both, me and him are the same age, born in uh, 1979, 11 days apart. Nice. Good old yes. number 39. There you go. Yes. Stay out of legends. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and stay out of Stanley's, Brian, Brian, everybody. Brian Sutter's favorite player. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I I think there's – and if, if memory serves me correctly, this was back when I was in high school to make you guys feel old. Um, that era of the Blackhawks, it was right before the ascension of, yes. of, of, go, of going up towards the – the cup era but it was still kind of rudderless oh it was a hundred percent it was nashville right uh it was not even that good yeah it, this was the bill Wirtz, bob holford right. this is the alpo suhonen era yeah, this awful. is like this was complete complete it was like I, there are there are people listening to this that will never understand what it was like honestly before bill words died I know it sounds terrible, but things changed overnight when Bill Words died. The Arneson Bell Calder line was supposed to be the best line on that team. It was. It, it, it was. But that's how they were like, hey, look at these three kind of middling players that we found that were like when the ABC line is your best line, you don't have a good hockey team. So just for just so everyone understands, uh, Tyler Arneson. Uh, had 39 points, 55 points, and 41 points for the Hawks. Went on and played in Ottawa, Colorado, and then ended overseas. So 55 points was a career high for him. He was a soft playmaking center. Mm -hmm. Mark Bell, 
for the Hawks. His career high was 48 points, but he also had 124 penalty minutes, 113. He was a big power forward type. Beat the hell out of Jeremy Roenick one time, which was a lot of fun right after that trade was made. And then Kyle Calder uh, had 53 points. As his Actually, 59 points was his career high. So, again, solid second liners, elite third line yeah, type players. So and these guys were sold as like, here's the next generation of if, Savard and Roenick. And, Kershev, so back to the original point, if Kershev and Reichel turn out to be the ABC line. That'd be great. On a really good team. Yes. That's, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Like, that means they're, you've got one of the best third lines in all of hockey. Mm-hmm. Like, that line on a good team is very effective. If that line is your best line, things aren't going so great. If those, right. if those three were around in 07, 08, it would have it felt a lot better. Yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah. I mean, if that, that, that's, that's a line that you could use – your third, fourth, third line and be a Stanley Cup contender if that's your third best line with those guys putting up, you know, 100 points combined at least. Yeah. You know, that's so, yes, if Reichel and Kershev turn out to 60 be, point guys, if they're 55 points a, a season, you'd want a little more out of Reichel. Do you have 55 points a season out of Philip Kershev? That's a, great. Mm-hmm. Sign yeah. me up. And he's on your third line when this team is contending again. I'm all for it. You know what I'm all for? Some, a uh, Blackhawks banana thong. Sure. Do you know where I, I can get one? I actually, I do. <laughs> I do know where you can get one, along with all kinds of awesome officially licensed Blackhawks gear, Bulls gear, Bears, Cubs, Sox, whatever Chicago team you like. It doesn't have to be a Chicago team, but we prefer it. It is. You can head over to our friends at FOCO. You've already got the best coverage for your favorite Chicago team, so why not get fitted out in the best sports gear around? Fogo has got you. Foco has got you covered from Soldier Field all the way to the front room, my friend. The north or south side, they've got hoodies, they've got slippers, signs, bobbleheads, the famous banana hammocks. It's a real thing. They've got Blackhawks Crocs. Summer's coming. Oh, get your yeah. get your Croc. Get your banana hammock for your feet and your junk all in one spot. <laughs> Get decked out like big blue line Boris with apparel from the leader in sports and merch and collectibles. Foco, looking for that perfect gift for the sports fan in your life. Foco has got you covered with hoodies that fight that Lake Michigan breeze. Well, it's going to be warming up, so maybe you can get uh, some suns out, guns out, tank tops on Foco as well. Uh, Check out FocoFOCO.com or click the link in the podcast description. And for all non-presale items, use the promo code CHGO and you will get 10% off your purchase. That's, mm-hmm. that's a lot of percent. That is a lot of percent. That's and speaking percentage. of uh, merch and speaking of uh, saving money. And 10%. And 10%. We've got our merch madness sale going on at the mm-hmm. CHGO locker right now. Go to our Twitter account at CHGO underscore sports. Participate in our merch madness competition choose your player you've yeah. got to vote for us come on like we're getting get all three of us into the yeah we're up against bears guys like that's not fair they have <laughs> you, such a, you've got the tough draw i got you greg got braggs and greg braggs week <laughs> the thing <laughs> is the people good thing aren't is, voting for the shirt you're wearing the better shirt they're voting well they're that's voting there's for no him. doubt but people are voting for him too and they should i like greg i do too but. i said i'm not going to talk shit about greg and then he's like Jay hates Jay hates puppies. I'm like, I guess we're talking shit now. I guess it's happening. <laughs> Trying to play nice. Yeah. But save yeah. 10% at CHGO Locker. Remember, if you're a diehard, you save 20% all the time. Joey, is that stackable? The 20 and the 10? Do we know the answer to this? I I have no idea. I would imagine it's stackable. I think stackable? it might be. Yes. Don't hold don't hold me to that, but I, I would that assume was like so. Part of the ad read, like, you know, what time is it? And I was supposed to know, but I okay. You're actually asking? No, I'm, yeah, I'm asking no for clue. real. No <laughs> All right, well, merch is ten percent off, and I think I do believe diehards get. If you're a diehard, you're already the diehard. You already and get twenty. The code. Right. You're a diehard. You also get a free shirt every year. Don't forget that That's part. You absolutely do. Well, I, if you're I a diehard, let us it know. Stacks. It. I believe it does. It should stack. But don't quote me on that. Yeah, don't quote. If us it on doesn't, it. you can. You can. Uh, Email our bosses and tell tell them to blame the CHGO Blackhawks guys, and we'll have it in our next meeting. That's right. Yes. Look forward to that. That sounds good. And head over to Twitter, <laughs> CHGO Sports, and vote for all of us. Yeah, come on. On our matchups. 
Give us some. Jay votes. needs the help. He's got a tough bro- draw. We need to get him to beat Greg Braggs. I really that, do. I gotta that, check. I gotta that guy needs to get knocked around. down a peg or two. We need to <laughs> knock down a brick. Knock him <laughs> yeah, down a brick. Knock him down a brick. Knock him down a brick by brick. <laughs> all right. You know, I gotta see. I, New I, guy around I gotta, here gets all the attention. I got a tough. Uh, I got a tough draw against, doing the, all right. against the goat. You're doing all right. I'm doing all right against well, Sean Anderson. You're winning. My, my friend, I, I I just want to take some time to appreciate all of our fighter yes. stances. This and how Vinny Duber is the least intimidating person <laughs> in, in this office. And how do you put? How do you have a battle of the mustaches? I know, in the first right? Round? I don't know who put these first round pairings together. That's a tough but draw. Hat, hats off to our our wonderful social media uh, guru Casey for putting these videos together. Yeah, uh, Joey, were you part of this production on that at all? No, I think this was Casey and I think Lawrence played a it big part great. of this. And you and yeah. you recognize the voice. You got to listen. You got to actually yeah, play the videos. Carefully. It is. Uh, it sounded so good. I was like, "Is that Kevin Kaduck? Are they running his voice through nope. some sort no, of? It's it someone is, who looks like Kevin? It, I thought. It was Tell him who it is. Very it, cool. It, it is. It, it, I'm gonna. I'm gonna Tim Sinclair, the voice, the actual PA announcer for the voice of the Bulls. Uh, and when he when he teams. came in, and we were on the air when he came in yesterday, and I literally thought it was Kevin Kaduck's brother. Yeah, could have <laughs> been. That's for damn sure. He's a big friend of CHGO. He was at the CHGO Bulls watch party. We've yeah. had him on the show. He's, well, he's he's out there openly voting for Bragg. He's likely a diehard as well. I mean, he's a real cool guy. Shout out yeah, Tim Sinclair. So, all right, check those out at the CHGO Sports. It's uh, a lot of fun. Twitter, vote for your favorite, i.e. Blackhawk guides. Let's get all three of us get in the second round. I'm not gonna and save and save some money on some awesome merch. Next March when we do Merch Madness 2.0, we got to get Gene Honda in here doing the voiceover. Yeah, I think we can make that happen. We'll try. We see him. Well, I'll, I'll mention to him in the soup line next do, game. Go for it. Yep. All right, let's do our tank stuff and get the hell out of here. Sure. Sure. Updated scores from the tank games tonight. Yeah. All right. A lot so, of late games yeah, a lot of late yeah. games going on here. So, we'll update you on the scores, then give you the standings as Wait, they I, are. At I this didn't even moment. see any tank. What, what? Don't worry. None of them, none of them are, are final. Keep none, going, of them are right? final. Okay. Yeah. none of them are final. None of them are final. So, you're good. Uh, the Coyotes lead the Canucks 2 1 after two. Good. The They're Kings the board anymore. are beating the Blue Jackets 2 0 nah. with 8.34 left in the second. Sharks and Kraken are scoreless midway through the second, okay. and I believe Flyers, that's, that's the only yeah. that's the only Flyers are off. So there you go. So off. as it stands now, without those games being final, Columbus leads the tank standings as they have all year because they are absolutely horrible. Columbus, forty nine points in sixty six games. The Sharks with fifty one points in sixty eight games. <laughs> the Hawks have a game in hand on the Sharks uh, and have fifty three points in sixty seven games. Anaheim with 54, yes, Philadelphia with 59, <laughs> Philadelphia, 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 Arizona Coyotes fell off the board. Yeah, they're not even top five anymore. So yeah. you think you think you're panicked here? That's not good. All right, we're gonna go to Tankathon today for uh, we're tank spins. Go to we got 82 likes. I did not set a specific number. It's Caleb Jones. Like so let's get to uh, let's get to 90, and we'll do a bonus spin. We can do that. Let's get to 90 likes. For a bonus spin. Um, in the meantime, I'm seeing some people in this chat mentioning Slater Cuckoo. I missed this today. Yes, this uh, was. Um, we are on tomorrow afternoon. We will certainly address this. Yeah. Um, but him addressing some uh, mental health issues he's been experiencing. I also so, have, I also have a fun idea for tomorrow too, being at St. Patrick's Day. But we'll discuss I love it. off the air. Yeah. So we're gonna get into Slater Cuckoo tomorrow. We're, f- um, we're but, from home tomorrow too, by the way. Yes, yes. remote from home. All right, did we get to where we got 87? All right, let's give let's give the first spin, and I'm confident by the time we spin again, we'll have 90 likes. We're up to 88. That one is pretty uh, sure I somehow screwed up the uh, tank standing. Sorry. How did you just hit? The- I I don't know. I think I added two to the games, maybe not to the points. I'm just I'm all That's over the place. Right. man. Blackhawks yeah, are at 54 I'm a, I'm more points. Of a, I'm a graphics guy. 54 points. 54 points. Not, not a math guy. All what right, we're ready to do this. Wait, what'd you have on there? 53. I think I had 53. All right. You asked. That's fine. <laughs> Just look at the screen now. That's, that's correct. That's the way it is. That All is right, here correct. we go. And uh, that's not a good one. No, that's not good. All right, Arizona. Four. <laughs> gets, the, gets the Hawks down the five. Did we get to 90? It doesn't matter. I think we'll we do got one. Let's 90. do one more. I as think long we as got we don't land We're at 88, but, you know, there's usually like a slight delay lag. Yeah, Hopefully Joey's going to like we'll it. We'll eventually get, get to 90. Too. We'll just we'll we'll pay it forward. Here we go. All right, let's do it. Nothing changed. Do it again. Wait, no, that broke. That was literally nothing happened. 
Oh, oh, oh good lord. God. Oh, no, no oh, we don't want that. <laughs> That's not we don't want that. I'm all right. I'm gonna go into my pocket and get a spin. Oh, we're at ninety. It's here on my screen. All right, all one right. more. All come right, on, one more. come on. For those listening at home, by the way, the one that made me vomit was the Hawks finishing sixth. Well, here we go. Then Montreal and Vancouver winning. Yeah. All right, here we go. Last one. This is feeling good. Here we go. That's not feeling good. Good lord. Buffalo goes all the way to third. Oof. Mm-mm. All right, if well. you're listening to just a podcast, it was bad. Trust us. You did yeah, not want to see that, it. That wasn't good. But hey, look, listen. If if go listen to the first twelve minutes. If anything, <laughs> if anything has been learned from prospectwatcher.com or Tankathon, it's that having the first overall pick doesn't guarantee you Jack Squad. <laughs> yes, and yep. remember the Hawks jump five spots to get Patrick Kane. Sure, it's all good. Well, uh, let it play out. We already got the top. We've already got the fifth uh, rated prospect pool. What's going on with Jay's beard? If the Blackhawks finish outside of the bottom four, three, three. or three, don't add a team. Was it? I three. It was four. Was what? it not? You don't want to see his face. Dye your beard. He's gonna shave it. I shave it. He's shaving He's it. Shaving off. his beard. Unlike Sean Anderson, I'll put a towel down and not just leave it on the couch. Oh, you'll <laughs> shave it on the on yeah, the show. show. Yeah. I was gonna say, like, have you never been cleanly shaven around here? Never. I was born with a beard. Cool. I don't think Mar. I don't think I've ever seen Mario without a beard. If no. you haven't met me, uh, fifteen years ago, you've never seen me without a beard. Mm. Yeah. Good enough. You're not gonna see it. It's safe. Uh, I don't know. I know Roy's. I I know that no Roy's just rage is hoping that uh, Jay keeps. He's the hoping beard. we pick twentieth. So. Hey, so you can be right. Let's, let's print out those playoff tickets. Why let's stop there? All right. Game time. Playoff hey, tickets. you know what? We should go home. Let's go home, shall we? Let's go home. I, I am a fan of that. As uh, we're back home. tomorrow at 2.30, right? Normal 2 time. 2.30. We will be at home yeah. talking about stuff. So join us then. And reminder, we are presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. Thanks to Joey for running the show. For Greg and Mario, I'm Jay. Thanks for listening to the CHGO Blackhawks podcast.